make me a grill. Yo. Hey. What up, DJ? Yo, yo, what up, what up? What's goody with you, baby? Cooler, 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 brother. Y'all know how we get down on the Riddle Sports Show, y'all. What's popping, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Riddle Sports Show. I'm your host tonight, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and my other host here is DJ Curry himself. What up, people? What up? What up? Y'all know how we get down on the show. Y'all know how we get it down. We're going to kick off the topics real, real, just like this. So the first topic of the hour will be, should the Washington Redskins change their name? (sighs) Lord, I'm so tired of hearing about this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I know I am too though bro because it's like every time I hear it it's like it gets like it, it, it's now being involved with the Black Lives Matter movement now it's now being thrown out there by Marion Bowser Mario Bowser it's uh, now being thrown out there to a lot of other people that are out there. A lot of celebrities are asking them to change their names from the Washington Redskins because they think it's racial. Right. But in the same aspect, the breath though is, is this. It was a Blackfoot Indian Native American who made the sign, who made the logo for the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. So, and it was blessed by him, I mean, by another chief, Native American, who blessed the name for the Washington Redskins back in, I think, in the late 80s or the early 70s. Mm-hmm. So, why are we talking about changing the name again? Well, for one, from what I keep reading about, everybody keeps saying that if you look up the word redskin, in any type of dictionary that you find. And mm-hmm. all the meaning is pretty much all the same, that it's offensive to the Native American culture. But I'm trying to figure out, because that's a derogatory term for the Native Americans. Basically, they don't like it. But my thing is, I haven't seen any type of Native American person come out personally and say, well, this needs to be changed because I don't like how this is. I don't like how the word, how that word makes us as a culture feel. I haven't seen no type of post or anything from a Native American saying that the name is bad. It's just all you read about it is is in the dictionary. Right. But, you know, in the same aspect the breath, though, is, is this. When you talk about the Native Americans and what they did, I mean, what they were about in this country. You know what I mean? That, yes, they use that term because they seen them from a, because the settlers that came over to America, they saw that they saw these Native Americans over here on their land and all they could see from a distance was red skin. Right. So, they used it for a term of derogatory. They used it of its I mean, they used that term derogatory towards right. them. Now, what this now 
would it make a difference if the team was winning more? Would it make a difference if the team was winning more Super Bowls like the Patriots are? But see, the thing is, your the thing opinion. is, all the other teams have their names, but we are the only name that's pretty much being talked about changing. But now, now that was there was a name, the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, they got changed. So what? This no, did no, they get they're still the Cleveland Indians. So okay. they they were talking so about they them didn't too. change it. But when it comes to us, we call ourselves the Washington Redskins. Okay. When Jack Kent Cook came up with the name for the team, he said mm-hmm. that it wasn't meant for anybody to, you know, be be offensive to. Right. So I'm trying to figure out now you want to call for this name change, but I mean, we have had this name forever since the 30s. Over 80 right. years now. So it's like to me, why do we want to change it? Now, if, like I said, if a group of Native Americans came out and they said, you know, we feel that this name is offensive and we would like for y'all to change it, then yes, they should change it. But until you really get an understanding from how the Native Americans feel about the Washington Redskins having that name, I say you shouldn't change mm-hmm. it. Well, I don't hear Well, like you said, I didn't hear from a lot of um, Native Americans. Native Americans sought out to, um, there was an article that came out when it says that when Native American plaintiffs, Native American plaintiffs, again, sought cancellation of the Redskins trademark starting in 2012, a process whose latest step was Wednesday at the least monetary success. Their lawyers cited the 1996 disposition of then the Redskins executive, executive John Kent Cook, right. the son of then owner John, Jack, Kent, uh, Cook. Jack right. Kent Cook. Right. So even in this thing, even with you saying that, you know, that he was, he said that this is just the Washington Redskins football club. This is the Washington Redskins team. This is just a team name. This is nothing to be, like you said, this is nothing to be derogatory against Native Americans. Yes, they might find, well, we can't go out there and say the, um, you can't have a team that's out there that says the Washington N-words or the New York N-words. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, we don't want it. We don't want a team like that or the, or the, uh, uh, the Seattle uh, Crackers. So, like, Everybody find that very effective. like. Look at it like this. Say, okay, we do change the name, right? What are we gonna call ourselves? Mm-hmm. What are we gonna call ourselves? You already have the senators already, which is in the which is on the baseball right. in the baseball organization. You have the nationals, the senators. Right. Then you have the capitals. You have the right. wizards. Mm-hmm. Then you got the the cast. This team. Then you right. got and then you, then you got, got DC United. Yeah. So, yep. and also the you got the DC Defenders, yeah, and the what's the other the DC uh D- you got the DC Divas, you got the DC Defenders, yeah, and then it's another it's another uh the D- uh the Washington uh I can't think of the name of the, you talking about the Raider football team yeah the Valor um yeah you got Valor 
So it's like, okay, you have all what, these names. What, what so, else can you? So what else can we call yeah. our? What else can we call our? The team. If they do change the name, what can you call them? But now, if history has taught us something, and and this is the reason why I think if we change our name, you will have to change the Dallas Cowboys organization name too, because then there will be no more heated rivalry in the there will be a different rivalry in the division now because the Redskins, the Washington, Washington Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys have always had a heated rivalry since day one. Exactly. Okay. Cause they're division teams. So if you do anything, you had to change the Dallas Cowboys team on um, the name too, as well, because it just won't fit right going up against the Dallas Cowboys every year. But the thing is with the new name, the thing is, like I said, and that generates a lot of money. Exactly. But like I said, if you're going to keep changing the names, then it's like, what are you going to replace the names? They're like, what are you going to replace the, the name of Dallas with? You already have the Renegade. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you right. going to order Dallas or was it the Roughnecks? The Dallas Roughnecks or yep. Renegade, whichever one it is. Yeah. That's how you know it's bad when I don't remember XFL teams. That's how you know it's bad. But. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, what I are you like? What are you going to really change the name to so it's like me playing back in my mind I'm really trying to figure out like what would you rename the Redskins if they changed the, the name it's really nothing what you going well, oh, are you going to go back to the Braves when they was back in the day the Boston Braves no they used to be called the Braves before they changed the name yeah the Washington Braves yeah, they yeah. used to be the Braves they came from Boston and then came down so here. it's like what are you going to change the name to yeah, there, it, I mean there's there's not too many names out there that that can be for this team out here. You know what I'm saying? So in the like, same aspect of breath, like, we got to think about, you know, yeah, like what you gonna call them? The Washington cockroaches. <laughs> I don't think the name should change though, because of two reasons and two reasons. Only. It has a story. The name has a story tradition. Eighty yeah. is over eighty years yes. that we had this name. And inside right. the 80 years, we yeah. have three championships. Well, no, actually, we had more. One, actually, we had more, but they don't count. They don't yeah, count. It. With the ball, they don't count. It. Watch the they don't count it. We had, our first championship was back in 33 with Sammy Ball. That was our first championship. Yeah. But they don't count that. Right. For some reason, they don't count it. Right. So right now, it's like within the story tradition, we have Super Bowl titles. We have the little, you know, division championships. It's it's a story. Yes. It's a history franchise. We have some of the greatest players that ever played in the league. That was a Washington Redskin, like Daryl Green, Art Monk, Sean Taylor, Sean Taylor Clinton Portis. Yep, uh, Santana Moss. Exactly. There's a lot of names that we could throw out. Exactly. There. But in the same token, the breath though is is that when you talk about a name change, that not every Native American has came out and said that, you know, oh, we we don't like this name or because of this, that, and the third, or it, we find it really offensive. Not like the Black Lives Matter movement has been uh, moving to change a lot of different things. This is not, this has been a team. And like you said, this has history to this team. And with a lot of history to this team, you know, like I said, would it make a difference if this team was winning Super Bowls? Would it make a difference if this team was winning a lot more? And I think that if this team was winning a lot more, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Again. And I believe that's true. To be true, I believe that that's true. 
Because be, I'm going to be honest with you. Ever since Dan Snyder bought the team, we only had, what, three winning seasons? You cut. Uh-huh. They all ended in a first-round playoff loss. Yeah, ever yeah, you're right. Ever since Daniel started to cover this team, his team has been losing more games than they have and won. We done ran through and coaches, starting has, quarterbacks, all types of stuff. Yeah. This team has not settled on a quarterback. Matter of fact, this team has never settled on one quarterback to carry them for at least five to six years. I think the longest running quarterback that the Washington Redskins ever had on their team was, in my opinion, was Kirk Cousins. No. Kirk Cousins was. ran his he ran this team for about no, five it years. It was Jason was Campbell. Oh yeah, Jason Campbell too. It was yeah. Jason Campbell. Yeah. Kirk Cousins really don't he ran the team for four. Remember one of those years, RG remember RG three started that first year. So Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, Kirk, you're right, you're Kirk right. Took right, over right, right. after RG three, which was I think the twenty Fifteen, the twenty, the twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen season, one of those seasons, because we went to the playoffs right. that year, which was twenty fifteen. Yep. So he took yep. over that twenty fifteen season when they benched him. So, right, I, I retract that statement. He was here for like three years now. Yeah. So I mean, in the same token of breath, though, is is this? You know, it it it, it comes, it boils down to can this team pick his name up out of the slump? Can his team pick this name up and get the ball rolling in the right direction? Because I think if this team don't start winning more or if this team doesn't start doing a lot more, then they're going to always ask for this name change. And I think if we win a Super Bowl, I think it will be a different story. Well, to be honest with you, before we even jump to this whole Super Bowl thing, we have to start winning games consistently first. It has to start with actually yes. winning games. That's something we have a problem with. We haven't been winning games. If we start winning games, then we'll get a real culture change and then we'll start having the stadium fill up and everything else. It's a domino effect. But the team has to win first. We have to have that, that, that is, win mentality. So yeah, that is I'm true. hoping that, that is Coach true. Rivera is the man to actually get our culture back off the ground and start having us winning again. And you know, I thought and, you know we um, haven't had a winning coach since Joe Gibbs. I agree with that too. And you know, to think and to talk about just to talk about that part though about this team winning and doing a lot of different things and staying on topic about it, not saying that the name change or whatever. But there's been a lot of uh, I've seen one video today of Chase Young actually working out and. He looks more fast. He looks more faster than what I see him in college. He is growing. He is getting stronger. And this defense looks like this going to oh. be. It's going to be held. There's going to be held uh, to pay well, on. Let that me offense. let me elaborate with you on that. Chase Young, as you mm-hmm. saw the the bench press picture, that's a lot of weight he was bench pressing. I don't mm-hmm. know how much weight it was, but that was a lot of weight bench pressing. But I did see a video of, right. of Jonathan Allen today. He squatted 585 pounds. Okay. So not only is our defense going to be more ferocious and strong, but we're going to have a fast defense as well. And you already know who. And you right. already know who's going to lead the charge on the speed on defense. Montez Sweat. Right. And I and I agree with that though. If Montez Sweat can stay 
if he gets the level of intensity that he showed at the end of the season last year or that he was trying to show oh, no. last year, if he can get off the line real to, good, I think we're going to have to dominate. To be honest with you, Montez Sweat had a, a real good season last season. He had eight, he had eight sacks. Yeah. So he had a good season last season. Now let's see if he could capitalize off of it. Let's see if he can move forward with it. You know what I mean? Let's see if he can do something better this year. I mean, this year, if we have an NFL season because of the fact that matters that going in right into COVID, you know, 19, you know, some of the players that's been on the field, Dallas Cowboy players and some other players had just came down with COVID-19 and we're only in, and we're in June already. Season starts in, in August. And they're already talking about shortening up the season anyway due to COVID-19. So so let's jump into this topic. Let's talk about the whole COVID-19 with the Cowboys and the Texans. Let's talk about that there since we're jumping into the COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay, this is the one thing that sticks out to me just because I am in the medical field and, you know, this one incident just happened. I want to know who was it that leaked out that Ezekiel Elliott had the COVID-19, the coronavirus? Because for one, that's a big time, that's a big time trouble right there. Because, you know, for all of us, we all have healthcare, medical doctors, records, everything. So all of us are under the HIPAA law. The HIPAA law is... Yes, we are. You know, you already know what the HIPAA law is, right? Yeah. The HIPAA law is stating that you cannot share no uh, medical, no medical records or any other personal information about it. No diagnosis, no prognosis, no none of that. Nope. You can't share none of that. And some way, somehow, him having the COVID-19 got leaked out. Now, well, I heard his agent, you know, his agent was the one that leaked it out and confirmed that he had uh, COVID-19. And that his agent was the one that came out and had said, I'm actually, like I said, he confirmed that he had COVID-19. So, and a few other Texas players had COVID-19. But just the thing, as far as him having it, only three people should have known that, which was Zeke himself, right? the medical, his medical provider who he saw, and Mm -hmm. of course his agent going to know, because that's his agent. He gets his money through his agent. You know, his agent works all his contracts out. So, what did... Well, actually, the Dallas Cowboy organization had to know about it, too, because of the fact that... Yeah, I know. I I was getting to that. I was getting to that. So, Jerry Jones (laughs) and the organization, the doctor, and, of course, his lawyer and himself were the only ones that were supposed to know about this. Now it was all out to the world, and Zeke is mad about that. So now the thing is, with this being out, who who does he go after to sue? Because he can... Have filed a lawsuit for that. Yes, he can. So, who would be the culprit that needs to be sued? Well, in a, in a sense, I would have to say that whoever came out of the Dallas Cowboys organization that said that he had it, and and, and instead of who reported it that he had it, you know, um, whoever reported it to the reporters that said that, that Zeke had COVID nineteen. And now he's pretty much upset about it, though, is the um, culprit behind everything. And it, either it was a doctor or is it because of his name? That's a brand name out there. So that makes me also wonder, did this have anything to do with the party? 
that he was invited mm-hmm. to that they all came all the stuff that played because, back in early in April all that all that yes. comes back yes so was it a counterpart in the April's party that they had going on that Dak Prescott had going on because we have that would now what the report said was that Zeke name came out, but nobody else name came out about COVID 19. They said it was Cowboy players, Zeke Elliott, and other players from the Texas, right? But how come his name st- so his, right? His name came out, right? But this is another thing, too, and he, that I, I read. How did mm-hmm. the news people get that information? Well, for one, I know CNN had, you know, talked to the front office of the Cowboys to be able to get the information and, you know, come out with it. And they have to get the approval. Right. So I know CNN got the approval, but who else got the approval? Was it Jerry? Well, well, well we, we're trying to figure out, was it Jerry that leaked the information? Was it the doctor that leaked the information? Was it... You know, was it his agent? Because, like I said, his agent confirmed it. Yeah, his agent confirmed now, instead it. instead of being an agent, yeah, his agent confirmed it, that he had it. Now, the case may be is, why would you go on TV and confirm that he has it? I would have said that I can't confirm nor deny that he has no. COVID-19. He should, no, he should have just said, like due to the HIPAA law, I cannot, you know, I cannot right. expose my, you know, my patient's I mean, not patients, but my clients' medical history. Yes, something yes. like that. So, yeah. Without all that being said, is is that you know, at the end of the day, are we are we now just leaking out information because there was a lot of other players that got their information leaked out too as well. From it started in the NBA, but see. It started now. But see, on top of that, too, mm-hmm. the ones in the NBA that had it, they actually came out and said it themselves. So it's a difference right. when you come out like Von Miller. Von Miller came out and mm-hmm. said, you know, he has it, we're fighting, whatever. And then right. it came out that Sean Payton had it. Right. And he came out and actually Exactly. That. So if the player or whoever has it comes out themselves and say it, it's fine. But but, but if you come out, if and I was to come say like, okay, I'm a medical provider, and right. let's say you're my patient, you come in, I give you the, I give you mm-hmm. the test, you take the test, we wait right. for the results, come back, and you're positive for the coronavirus. Right. It is never my duty to go out and either put it on social media. Make phone calls to the to the news, reporters, anything. It's not my duty to go out and report out that okay, you have the coronavirus, and I'm confirming this and that. Because for one, that's going to cause me to lose my job because I just violated one of the major violations in medical history right there, which is the HIPAA law. Yeah, so I'm endangering of losing my right. job, and then on top of me losing my job, I'm also going to get sued. By you. Right. So it's a because so so what you're saying is that Zeke didn't want this information. Exactly. That's why he's mad about it. Because of course, if you contract something or you have anything, that's between you and your doctor. And then, like I said, he's a big time football player. So he has an agent. And of course he has to let his organization yes. know. 
Now, out of all of them, those are the only people that's supposed to know. Well, and including his family. But those are the only people right. that's supposed to know. After that, it's nothing nothing exactly. should have been leaked out about him having the coronavirus. Nothing should have been leaked out about it. Because that, that's, that's, that. that's personal information that the whole world does not need to know unless Zeke came out himself and said it. Well, if Zeke, like I said, though, his agent only confirmed that he well, had his, it. That he his agent didn't confirm anything. Exactly. So that goes back on to whether the, the whether or not, you know, that goes back to saying like this. Your agent was wrong for confirming it. And um, that also goes back into play of saying that you should never confirm nor deny anything of him having a virus or him doing anything. Right. You should have asked him first if he could confirm that with the public and then say that. If he says, well, I've gotten approval to say that, yes, um, Ezekiel Elliott, my client, has the coronavirus. Because now everybody is speculating, did this come from the party? Did Dak Prescott get, uh, does Dak Prescott have the coronavirus? We don't know what player on the actual Dallas Cowboys and- or on the Dallas Cowboys organization or team has the coronavirus and been confirmed or the Houston Texans that exactly. confirmed with the coronavirus. And that's another thing, too. That's the last thing. Also, too, according mm-hmm. to that party, we don't know who was there. Was it Cowboys and Texans players there? All that ties in. But my right. thing is, my thing is, with Zeke being the, one of the biggest stars in the NFL, it's sad that only his stuff got leaked out, but nobody else's did. Right. And, you know, that is, well, you know, Zeke has been in the public eye for a lot since of Since he got drafted. Like, in the past, since he got drafted. And what else would you, and how else would the media want to get, I mean, get him again in the public eye again after just having a month off and not being in the public eye for being at that party that Dak Prescott so-called said that there was no more than 20 people at his party back in April. So we have to think, did this come? So now it makes everybody think, did this come from uh, that party or did it not? Or did you contract this virus from either going outside without a mask on or did you contract it somewhere else? Either, neither case may be is now you have everybody speculating on how this rest of the season is going to go about. A, that's A. B, what else can we do now to protect the players on the field from catching COVID-19. Are we going to do a whole test to make sure that everybody that comes in the building does not have COVID-19 now? Are we going to do uh, more testing for the rest of the players that hasn't been um, hasn't been tested yet? Or should all of the players get tested and make sure that none of them, the rest of them have COVID-19? It, it, and are they going to leak those out too as well to the public or are they not? The question, the, the answer that that should be no, you should not be leaking out information like that. Like you said, to the according to the HIPAA law, you shouldn't be doing all that. You should not be able to leak out all of the information in the streets like that, though. That's where we go wrong at every single time. Exactly. Exactly. So, so what that all being said is that 
somebody's going to have a hell of a uh, uh, either Zeke is about to get a hell of a payday. That's one. Or somebody's about to go to jail for and get and Zeke is going to get a hell of a payday. Somebody's getting uh, somebody's going to jail for this. And it's either the doctor that's going to jail for this, the nurse, or somebody on that staff is going to jail for this one because you broke a HIPAA law. Or you're going to have to pay a pretty big fine for leaking out information that big like that yeah. on a player that is that of that caliber. Exactly. So stay tuned for more information. Yeah, stay tuned. All right. So um, I want to link this out, too. Uh, I want to say this to everybody that is listening to this podcast as well, too. Um, in the coming weeks, in the coming weeks, uh, we will have uh, our very own commercial breaks coming on the show. So if you hear commercial come on the show, there's going to be some people advertising on the show going forward. Um, there will be a little bit of advertisement going on on the show. So that's big news for the show. That's big. Um, We're getting out there, y'all. We're getting out there. Yes. And that, yes, I did. I just surprised my co-host. Yes, you did. I, I lost. Uh, you show. got me right. with that. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say some big news for my co-host, y'all. I had to say some big news for him. Well, so I, I I had to shout that out of the show. Well, I ain't gonna lie. It, it started to feel like home again where we used to do our own impromptu commercials. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> Especially back in the day when we used to do the Cleveland show. Oh Lord. <laughs> commercial. Are you tired of you losing? Save a pit. <laughs> Just donate a penny for the Cleveland Browns and help this team, this organization out. Please just help this organization out. They, they're they they're just hungry for a Super Bowl win. They're hungry for a playoff chance. Just donate one penny a day. You may change a, a team's life. Oh, man. Those were the days. <laughs> Very good days. Very good days. Oh, and if everybody didn't get a chance to hear the last show that was just published out there, um, the interview with WFTDA Erica Stone interview. Please, everybody, please go check that interview out. Also, too, is please go check that interview out. Um, another big interview is coming up, too, as well, later on down the road. I will, I will send that uh, promo video out there later on down the road. We got some. We got somebody else coming on the show, and it would be uh, a a very interesting show because we're going to talk about video games. <laughs> oh, I'm down for that. <laughs> yes, sir. You will be on the show too, live and in color on that show. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with that. All right, all right, everybody. So now let's get back into the show after we have our brief commercial breaks on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um. Colin Kaepernick's name has been thrown out there several times in the media. Roger Goodell has come out and said publicly that he is supporting any team that wants to go pick up Colin Kaepernick. I have three questions for you, Mr. DJ Curry. And, and this is debatable, too. Are we, is Colin Kaepernick ready to step foot on an NFL field Today, with all the speed on the defensive playing, on all the speed that's coming out of the draft this year, and all of the speed that is coming, that is 
now on the defensive end, I mean, on the defensive side now. Is he ready? Yes or no? To be honest. And why? I'm going to say shape-wise, he's ready. But mental and all other nuances, no, he's not. And why do you say that? Reason why, for one, he's been out of football for three years. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't seen a playbook. He hasn't did any team meetings. No practices. No anything. Right. So, for one, he got to get his. He got to get back into football shape, as they call it. Mm-hmm. He has to get back into football shape. Now, too. But he's been he's been out of the league, like you said, for three years. Of course, yeah. And as far as... Is it possible for him to stay in shape? Oh, I mean, not saying... Well, even though he was out for three years, he's in physical shape. If, if anybody saw the workout he had at the high school back in November. Right, now, last year. Yeah. Now, if you looked at the workout tape, he was in shape. And he was still able to throw. He might have missed... He did miss some throws or whatnot. But he was in mm-hmm. shape. So, like I said, he's in physical shape, but he has to get into football shape, meaning he has to get back into the nuances of the game. Studying playbooks, how to now, read coverages, he still has to get back into that. Now, 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 now Shannon, I got to tell you something here. Okay, I'm just skip. You know, Go I'm ahead, skip. <laughs> now, now, Shannon, this, this has come from the heart, Shannon. This I, I, I just can't really just say this. On I, I, I got to really say this. I do believe that I don't. I, I do really don't believe that this man is fully capable and fully prepared to handle the speed that is coming off of the defensive side. I do not think he's ready for that speed. I don't think he's ready for gameplay speed. I mean, gameplay speed, as they say, on the field. At the preseason, because in preseason you're going half speed. Once you start the regular season, while well, get about four or five games in, the regular season game of um, the regular season speed commences after maybe three games. After you get your feet wet in the first three games. That's what I was saying. That's what I meant by all the nuances. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. He's not ready for all of that yet. Okay. And shape wise, right. he may be ready or is ready, but far as football shape wise he's not ready that's why i mean by it so it's like we're in agreement right right yeah but the thing the big thing yeah, about but- it is is i know mm-hmm. there's five teams out there that's interested in signing them but are they really going to sign him that's the question now the teams that i the, now the team that i believe now the team that i fully believe that he should go to and you gonna call me crazy for this one, but call me silly, but call me crazy for this one. The team that I believe you should go to is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, and why I say that is because not only is that team starting up again, not only is that team kind of fully and ready to go again, I believe that with with uh, with Jay Gruden down there being the offensive coordinator that he is, and 
his new uh, his new team that he has, I think this team could go a long way and a longer distance than they than they did previous years ago when they went up against the Patriots and put up a hell of a good fight against the Patriots that year. And I think that was back in twenty is either twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen season when the Jacksonville Jaguars had Blake Bortles and they went to the playoffs mm-hmm. that year. So is either 2017 or 20, uh, 2018 season that they did that in. So I think Cap can do it again. I think that Cap can possibly go out in the field and, and with the Jacksonville Jaguars I'll be, being a I'll, team like I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm not going to call you crazy because great minds think alike. Okay. I said, too, that, he, that the Jacksonville Jaguars would be the best fit for him. For one, they need a court. They okay. need a quarterback. No, no okay. disrespect to Gardner, Gardner Minshew, but they really do need a quarterback, and I believe he's the best fit in Jacksonville. Yes, yes, and I also do believe that you know Miami would be a good fit too. But Miami's not going to want him. Miami needs the quarterback because we don't know if Tua is ready to go or not with that hip injury. And like I said before, that hip injury is going to come into play. If Tua is not ready to go, then who are you going to have as a backup quarterback or who are you going to put out in that field that could potentially help this team win more games? Now, you tanked for a reason last year. You tanked all the way last year. You tanked. Now it's time to get the gears back rolling. Now it's time to get this team back rolling again and see if this team can get rolling within either – it's either going to be Tua or are you going to really go sit down and talk to Cap and see what you can propose to Cap and being your starting quarterback just for one season or two seasons until Tua gets healthy and ready to go. Well, I don't believe that Tua is ready to go yet. Now that I wholeheartedly don't believe well, yet. To, well, to be honest, for one – Tua has already been cleared to do football things. So that let's just get that out of the way. He's already cleared to be able to do football activities. So cleared, yes. But is he ready? Questionable. It's all about it all is all about for one, it's all about is he gonna pick up the system that the coach has. That's one. Mm-hmm. For two is okay. is he gonna be ready to be able to read defenses? you know, and adjust to the speed of the game. Those are going to be the major factors. You have to learn the playbook first. And you have to go out there and execute that playbook on the field to show the coaches that you're ready. But now, like I said, in practice is a different story. They're not running full speed. I mean, well, no, they're They're running speed, but it's not compared to when you're going against another opponent. It's half speed, I believe. It's It's going to be half speed in the preseason. So that'll really give – if you picked up a guy like Colin Kaepernick on your team, that'll really get him adjusted to half speed before the regular season started. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, if you was to hold Cap out until about week four of the preseason, you're not getting this man ready for a season to start. And you're not ready – you're not preparing him to start in the regular season. You're What you're going to do is – if I believe a team is going to pick him up around week four or week three, and you're going to try to mold him into a system that he has no time to prepare in, 
or he's not going to have time to get ready to go into a system like that. And with being complicated, after being three seasons out of an NFL season, he's been three seasons out, and we're trying to throw this man into a regular season game week one. And I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to throw him in there week one to see what he's capable of, see what he could do, and you're going to put him in there to fail because he's been telling you guys for two seasons ago that he was ready to still and still ready to play. And he told y'all that last year, even though he kind of changed the venue at the last minute from what we were told, you know, are, is he is he still really ready to go in? Or does he want more money now because now he's getting more exposure now by taking because he took that knee three years ago, three seasons ago, I should say. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I got you. I got you. I got you. Well, as far as Kaepernick, we're going to see how it pans out because everybody wants him. Like Goodell wants him to sign with the team. And he also wants to him to work with the social injustice reforms and stuff that they have going on. So, but the thing is, right. they have to take it step by step. We're going to see if anybody's going to offer him anything for him to play this year. But the one thing about it is, if anybody offers him anything, majority of it is going to be for him to be a backup. It's not really going to be for him to be a starter. That's the problem. Well, see, the thing about that is, though, is this. Because he's not going to want to come back just to be no damn second-string quarterback. We already know that. Well, that's that's exactly. So that's why I said the two teams that I had named, even, even, even if you want to go there, you know, I, I, I say two teams like Miami and I say the Jacksonville Jaguars because even still you can mold them into that system real well and he could throw down field with them players. But is the game – there's another team out there that's potentially looking for a new quarterback too as well. And I don't think the Chargers got a new quarterback. As I don't think the Chargers picked up a new quarterback. I don't believe they did. Right. So the Chargers are another potential landing spot for him to go to. And actually really start on that team. He could take that team to many places. Yeah, but now, now there won't be a question about him taking the knee this year because there's several other players that's, that has already come out and said they're taking the knee this year due to social injustice. So you can't throw that in as a factor of why you don't want to sign. Well, you will actually make history by signing. Yeah, because reason why now it it is like not to sound bad or nothing but it makes it's a shame that it takes for George Floyd to die for all this to break out and happen and then and then for the NFL to finally see the reason why Colin Kaepernick was taking the knee everybody it's like people got it mixed up when he started doing the knee everybody thinking oh he's doing it because he's disrespecting the flag it had nothing to do with the flag it was all about the social injustice that's going on of how we always die, how we're getting killed, and stuff like that. That's what it was about. Right. Right. You know, and, and when you say that, and I was going to lead into that too as well, you know, um, I was going to say something about that too as well. 
you know, the thing about Cap, you know, they put him out this they put him out for three seasons and more, potentially, because he took that knee. But Cap in 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 the NFL's defense, in the world's defense, Cap didn't come out until about maybe late in the game just to say that what he was doing it for. He took the knee at the beginning and let everybody criticize him for taking the knee for the anthem. Then he came out and publicly said later on down the road, I was taking the knee because of social injustice. And I think we need to put an eye on this for this matter. Now, if you'd have came out at the beginning of the season, before the season even started, I don't think we've been dealing with, I don't think we've been talking about Cap not having a job. Eddie came out in the beginning and said, hey, I'm taking a knee this year because of social injustice. I'm taking a knee this year because of the inequality that's going on around the world. I'm taking a knee because of this, that, and the third. I'm standing for a call. I'm taking a knee for a cause. If we had his spotlight going in the beginning, his cause for the beginning, I don't think we'd be talking about, I don't think we'd be having this discussion today on what team wanted cap or what this is, or what that is going on today. I think the NFL took it the wrong way, of course, yes. I think 32 owners, yes, and I'm talking about the Washington Redskins owner too as well. I think we all took it the wrong way, even though the season that started out and after the season that he took a knee, we all wind up taking a knee at the beginning of the season, and owners and above all all joined hands and came to a knee for that season, and I think he should have been reinstated then. Yeah, to me, it seemed like they was doing it to make an example out of him. That's what it seems like to me. They was doing it to make an example out of him, and they pretty much blackballed him. Right. But now... And even Eric... I think it was Eric Reed or somebody else that, that also took a knee and was uh, blackballed as well for a minute, but he joined the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, he Panthers. got signed by the Carolina Panthers. But my thing is... Exactly. Maybe I can, this is my thing on that. You can go out and sign Eric Reed, but why you couldn't go and go get Cap signed Kaepernick as well? Exactly. Because you thought that – and even – and I put shame on my team too. I put shame on our team too, D. Because for real, for real, our team needed a quarterback back. We did, but – And one, but, we needed a quarterback but back. But Doug Williams – And we did not even think about but it. But Doug Williams summed it up of why we did, they didn't go after Kaepernick. He told the reason why. And what was it was reason? about the military. See, here's my thing about that. And being a military vet myself, I took, at first, I'm like, why is he taking the knee doing the national anthem? We were all supposed to be standing yeah. doing the national anthem. But, but when he came out and finally said why he was doing it and what he was doing it for, I kind of seen it in a different eyesight of what he was right. doing at the time frame. You right. understand what I'm saying? So as taking it at a different angle, when you came out the public and said what you were going to do, I mean, what you were doing and why you took a knee, it, it, it changed the game for me. It changed the game in, in a lot of different ways for me because I am a veteran. I am a military veteran. And I did take it at first as he was disrespecting the national anthem. He was disrespecting the national, uh, the nation's flag. And I did take it for that for a minute, just for a minute, until he actually came out and said, hey, he's taking a knee for social injustice. A, word, a, a, a memo came out, and then every veteran that came to his defense 
said that we don't find this offensive anymore. We don't find this offensive at all. What he's taking the knee for. If he's taking the knee for a good cause, we need to see why he's, we need to change ourselves. We need to come out there and we need to actually understand why he's taking that knee. Exactly. So, so, so yeah, let me go into go this then. So we're going to throw this little nugget in. So what would, mm-hmm. what did you think about Drew Brees' comments? Oh, and you know, I've been ready to talk about that for some weeks now, um, for a week now. Uh, I just haven't had the time to actually really come on in here and tell everybody how I felt about that. And D, you got to be very brief with me for this one. When I heard Drew Brees' comments about, you know, the flag and everything else about his two grandfather, I mean, his father and his grandfather that served in the military. Yeah, he missed the ball by a lot when he was talking about that. Yeah, he missed the ball a lot about um, him saying that, oh, man, I, I don't respect anybody. That, I, don't, I, don't, I don't respect uh, people that disrespect the flag. Yeah, you missed the ball on that one, though, but I don't find it, what he said, that offensive to anything. I don't find it offensive at all, period. What I think he was talking about was people that are out there burning the flag, people that are out there really disrespecting the flag, and people that have different motives of why they're taking the knee. You understand what I'm saying? I think that's what he was talking about. And I could and I could be just paraphrasing him. I could actually just be paraphrasing him. So for him to come out with an apology to the situation and trying to clarify it, uh, you kind of shot, you kind of, you kind of put the spotlight back on you when you came out and said oh, I apologize to my teammates and everybody else because I missed the ball or something. If you'd have came out and said, look, this is what I was talking about. This is what I meant by it. Yeah, I apologize to the people that took it offensively that what I said, we kind of be talking about a different light here. But for him to actually come out and apologize for everything that he said in that interview, uh, you 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 you, you kind of limelighted yourself in another different aspect and for every player that came out there and said something too. So, what's your take on that? All right. So, when I heard the comments, mm-hmm. in a way, I was disappointed because he was way off the mark, way off the mark. Right. But in a way, I could understand what he was saying. Because no matter what, whether right. you serve, no matter you served in the military or you did Young Marines, ROTC, no matter what it is, you always been taught that never to disrespect the flag. You always right. supposed to stand when you hear the national anthem and everything. We've been taught that. Me and you both right. know that. Right. So right. On, from that aspect, I understood what he was saying. I get it. But in my all honest opinion, with him saying those comments, that was not the right time to say that. Not in this time frame right now. Now, no. back then, no. at the beginning, when he first started doing it, you could have said that when they first started talking about it. Then you could have said right. that, you know, when they first started doing it back in 2016. Then you could have said it. But at a time of all the stuff that's going on, these riots and everything, 
that was the wrong time to come out and say that comment. That was the wrong time. I, I totally agree with that. So, for one, like you said, we knew why Kaepernick was doing it. Now, to, to right. all military people around the world, including yourself, of course y'all going to take that as a sign of disrespect. Because you taught in the military right. to always honor the flag, no matter what. Right. We, we know this. But at the same time, like I said, he had a point. And I got the point, but that just wasn't the right time to come out and say that. It wasn't. Right. Right. Because we're talking about social injustice of why our people are always killing our people. But I'm going to add a little nugget to this. We okay. get mad about okay. when a white person kills a black person, whether it's a cop or whatever. We go out, riot, right. protest, and do all that. But why we don't do all that when you got us killing us? Well, you got black on black. Exactly. Crime. We do this every day. It, yeah, really I don't do. see y'all out here riding or nothing then when we killing ourselves. You know, and and that and that also goes to to say that also too is is that where is the Black Lives Matter leaders at when black on black crime is being committed? Just like, or when a black man is being stupid towards the cops. And, you know, when he's acting stupid towards God, because he thinks that he has, because when black people really think, when we really think about the things that we say to the cops, you know, when we actually really sit back and say, well, damn, should I have really gone off on this cop? Can I really just, now I've been pulled over several times. Okay. I've been pulled over a couple times. I've given the cop my license, my registration and everything else, my insurance or whatever. Whatever you need. Cop gives me a warning or it gives me the ticket and I drive away. In some instances, a lot of people don't go home. A lot of people don't go to jail. And a lot of these instances that, that we're seeing nationally on TV today, you know, there are bad cops out there and there are good cops out there. We keep mouthing off to these cops every day of the week. We're giving them reasons. Instead of just giving you your license, give your registration, give whatever they ask for, keep your hands in front of you, don't make no sudden movements, here, go right to the ticket, give you a warning, let you go on about your day. But we have seen in a lot of these videos, I see a lot of people talking. I've seen a lot of people go at the cops. Oh, well, well, well what did you pull me over for? What, 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 what do you need to see my license for? Why did you stop me? Why did you well, do all this? Why did you do all that? So, uh, if you let man talk, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. We have a right to ask, What are we getting pulled over for? We have that right to ask, we do, but at the same time, a lot of times the cops come up to you and say, Okay, well, they ask you, Do you know why I pulled you over? Right, right, and then of right. course. We're going to be like, no, but can you tell me why? And nine times out of ten, they're going to tell you why they pulled you over. Or sometimes they'll come up to you and be like, well, the reason I stopped you was because you were speeding. You was going 20 miles over the the legal speed limit. You know, something like that. Mm. And then they ask for your license and registration, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And tell you going about your doggone merrily way. Exactly. Now, is they give you the ticket or give you a warning and go on about now, the early? It way. was this one video that I saw. 
it was a black guy. He had breeds, and the cops pulled him over. The cops told him he was speeding. Yes, yes. He told mm-hmm. him he was speeding, and mm-hmm. he still kept asking, "Why you pulled me over? Why this? Why that?" So right. then, what he? I think he was grabbing his arm or something to try to arrest him. Yep. And then he kind of shoved the officer off and did whatever he was doing to make it sound like he was punching him. Gary punched him or something. Right. So mm-hmm. the officer pulled his gun and was pointing it at him, telling him right. to get on the ground, blah, blah, right. blah. But the guy's still going, going at it. So right. he was like, well, you know what? He put his hands up and all that stuff. Then he was like, you know what? And uh, I don't know if that was his girlfriend or wife or whatever that was in the back. She all loud. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And this is like, I'm like, for one, to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that video. You, that ain't necessary. That ain't necessary. You ain't got to do now, all that. This yeah, the thing. I've seen that video. And my mind, this. I'm like, shut up. Like, thank you. You sound ghetto as hell. Shut up. Yes, yes. And then, okay. So then he was like, I'm going to wait for the. The, my backup to come, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna wait for his backup to come." So he still had his back towards the cop. He put his hands up, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and he still like, "I'm putting my hands up. I'm not doing anything. I don't have no weapons, whatever." Put his hands in. He put his hands in his pocket too. And well. then the cop told him, "Get and, your hand out of his pockets." Right, because he doesn't know what you're going through. Exactly. At this time, and at this time frame, when the cop pulled up, you were ju- you were resisting arrest. They put hands on you. They slammed you to the ground. They slammed you to the ground. But that's the thing. And she was like, "But that's the thing." Even though the guy called back up, honestly, and I'm gonna be honest, honestly, that second cop that came, all of what he did, that wasn't meant, that wasn't called for. You shouldn't just automatically just walk up and just choke the guy, and then slam him on the ground. Yeah, that's true. That is true, though. But also, too, is that when the cop came up, the guy was like, you know. He was already trying to resist. Right. So he, I mean, yeah, you didn't have to hit him with a chokehold. You didn't have to hit him with in the neck area. No. You had to punch him in the face. No. All you had to do was grab his arms, put him to the ground, and then go from there. But like I said, for as far as all this. Wrong time. I mean, uh, good initiative, Drew Brees, on this situation, but bad it's just bad time. It's wow. just bad timing. To come up with those comments, yeah, bad time, very bad, bad time. time. And even, even, st- even still, though, even as we move into Drew Brees' situation a little bit, though, you know, I, like I said, though, I don't think he was all the way wrong for what he said. Mm-hmm. It's just this time frame right here and right now for you to come out and make any comments. Everything is still sensitive. Even what we just said, even though we talked about this video here. And even after what we just said live on the show, it's still a very sensitive kind of day. It's still a very sensitive high moments right yeah. now. So we don't take the we're not taking the context of what we're the movement is going towards. What we're saying is, is that we as black people, we had to become smarter and we had to grow and we had to grow up and we had to be smarter. We had to stop black on black crimes. We had to stop injustice that's going around the world we got to make a movement happen in the right direction now moving into our next topic at hand do 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 
Antonio Brissett. Oh, I'm waiting. Oh, I was waiting for that topic. Come on with AKA A B. AKA Nino Brown. AKA A B. AKA Nino yeah. Brown. Antonio Nino Brown. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I only call him Nino Brown because you know he has some a lot of activities going on in the outside world. So I'm gonna call him Antonio Nino Brown. Slash A B. Now slash Antonio slash Mr. Big Chest. That's what he called himself for some reason. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Whatever the case may be. Antonio Brown has been getting a little bit of a spark lately. Deion Sanders has given him a talk to him in recent days. Yeah, I heard about that. I think he came out and told uh, Antonio Brown that one time before he was going to commit suicide. Yeah, I heard about that. Because primetime was getting him in trouble. Being primetime was getting him in trouble. So being A.B., if being A.B. is getting you in trouble, why don't you resort back to being Mr. Antonio Brown, the man, and not A.B. the show? Now, it's okay for being A.B. on the field. Nobody has a problem with that. You can be A.B. all over the field all you want to. A.B. all day long on the field. But when you come back to reality, you need to be Antonio Brown off the field. Not A.B. off the field. Antonio Brown off the field. Would you agree to that? Oh, definitely. You know who he remind me of? It seemed like him and Odell. It Ooh. seemed like him and Odell got the same brain or something. It, they do because, but you know what I haven't heard about in some recent months. Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ doing something stupid. Exactly because he sees he he has he got it together. He has it together. Yes, he did. Now the Cleveland Browns organization has gotten them together because. Cleveland is still and used to be, I don't know if they still are, but they used to be the like the, the final resting place for your career and Buffalo. Yeah, but times done change now and Buffalo and Cleveland are actually winning now. So Yes. But they're not going to the playoffs. I mean Buffalo went to the playoffs, Cleveland did not. Yeah. That's because their whole season was just a wash because OBJ was playing hurt throughout the season. Yep. It was just and Miles Garrett got suspended. It was just Baker Mayfield keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, put it like this Baker Mayfield was kept talking, and then Baker Mayfield would have shut up for about a hot five minutes. I think that, yeah, they probably would have had a winning season. So, what do you think about AB's return to the NFL? What team do you think he needs to go to or land in? To be on, to have a successful rest of his. To career? be honest, I'm not really going to say what team because of right now, it's going to be a long shot before he gets back in the NFL. It's going to be a long shot. Okay. For one, he still has cases that are still being investigated. I don't know if you know. Right. Right. He played. He played. He played no contest to the truck driver altercation, but he still is being investigated for the sexual assault allegations and rape of a woman. He's still being investigated Mm -hmm. for that, and then he's being investigated too for the text messages with a woman, too. You know, whatever. Right. So that's still being investigated right now. So. Not only that, 
he did apologize. I give him that. He did man up and said he was wilding out because he definitely was wilding out. I still can't forget about what he did when he was with Oakland just to be able to get off the team. Like, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you called it You called it John Mayer. Uh, I mean, what was his name? Um, John Meyer, Mayer, whatever his name is. The the GM for the Oakland Raiders, you called him a cracker. Really? Were, were you high? Were you being just stupid? What were you doing? What were you thinking about? When a team gave you an opportunity to go there and you actually could have won something there in Oakland because Derek Carr was the perfect quarterback for you to have a relationship with. And that was his angle enough to, you know, to help the team win something now, last year. Now, on top of that, there's another thing, too. So, What's for that? this incident that happened in January, say he does get back into the league and he, you know, he's still going to get penalized for what happened in January. Because you know how the laws, the oh, policies and everything is set in the field for off the field issues. So, he's still going to get penalized for what happened. Too, but Most I don't definitely. know if you didn't. I don't know if you knew, but he negotiated an outcome that avoids him from having prison time. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. That's news to the show, too. Yeah, he he uh, negotiated a, a outcome. I don't know the details, but from researching, he did come up with an outcome that for him to avoid jail time. So, okay. He won't be going to jail, which which is what we know. But they're still doing the investigation for the, um, like I said, the sexual assault and the rape. And when the league finally makes a decision, mm-hmm. he's still going to be susceptible to a heavy suspension. We know, you know, a significant suspension. If he does get found I- guilty of the sexual assault and stuff. Anything. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a lot, but it's gonna be a long shot before he actually gets back in the league and plays. It's gonna be a long shot. But what team do you think should pick him up to help him? Well, I seen in the in you know that they saying the best spot will be with us, the Redskins. And Ron now, Rivera, Ron now, Rivera didn't rule it out, but he said that. He wants to see the type of receiver he has right now, and then further on down the line in the season, if we do have a season, then he will mm-hmm. sign. He wouldn't mind signing him, I, which right, is cool, right? But in a way, I—I I mean, I understand you want to evaluate the talent we have at receiver on the team, but that will be a big time mm-hmm. addition for our receiving core. We don't have a big name on our receiver core right Reason. now. But Terry, Terry McCoy. Exactly. But this is the thing, too. If he was to get signed, because right now, if we go into the season, Terry McClellan is our undoubtedly number one receiver. We know that. And there's right. going to be times where he might get double teamed, and we're going to need somebody to step up to help out. But who? But, exactly. who, but who's going to be our person that's going to step up and help out? Who's going to be our number two receiver? That's going to be the issue. Well, remember we we did well, if, we did get Cody Latimer, but mm-hmm. this must this yeah. is in trouble right now. <laughs> he it, 
That's who. That's what it was. Yes, he is in trouble. He's in trouble right now for but, something with his girlfriend he, or whatever. He shot some. He shot at somebody in a poker game or something. Whatever. This. <laughs> so dealing with that. Can I not talk about? Can we not talk about stupid ignorant ass people? I'm just saying. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm just sorry. breaking down. I'm just breaking down I, the receiver I, core. I know. So, I know. But this ignorant. So other than him, you have Kelvin Harmon. AKA baby who mm-hmm. baby Julio, that's what they call him. And then you have And Cam Sims. Yeah, Cam Sims. And then you have Steven Sims Jr. And Trey Quinn. Trey Quinn. Okay. These are receivers. We have other receivers, but they're not worth naming right now. But pretty much, pretty much. Okay, so when we break down the season, and I'm gonna be on I'm gonna be honest with you. Trey Quinn is gonna be out of there. Watch, see what I, I do agree Trey with Quinn that. Is gonna no, be, Trey, Trey, Trey Quinn is going to be out. Steven Sams is going to take over that slot position. Yeah. Now we got to see who's going to be our number two. Now we did draft a couple. We did draft a receiver. Out of Liberty. Draft two. Well, we drafted two. Out of Liberty. One out of Liberty. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was what? Memphis. Somewhere I forgot where he was from though, but that's that that's he was yeah, a, I forgot he was where a he wide was receiver from. and slash running back. Yep. So Andy, and, I think it's uh, Dan, uh no Antonio 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 lying, Gibson or something like that. Yeah, Gibson. Something. It was two names to no, him. Two no, no, that's uh, Ant, that's Antonio Gold Goldie got something. That's that's what I was. That's the one I was thinking yeah, about. That's, that's the one from about. Liberty. And then okay, Gibson okay, okay. is from Memphis. Okay, okay, okay. So you add okay. them to the, the the group. Now, like I told you before in previous shows, he Gibson is going to be used like a Christian McCaffrey type. I'm trying to tell you, that's our Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's our Christian McCaffrey because he can run. He could be a receiver and a running back. So that's going to be our so. Christian McCaffrey. Type. That's gonna be a third down back. Could be, because just because we signed JD McKissick and all these other running backs that we signed, that don't mean that they're gonna make the team. Right, right. <coughs> we do need we do need a third down running back that's gonna be successful. And I'm sad this. I am I am totally in my feelings about losing Chris Thompson. I am really I'm still in my feelings about that though, man. Like. I did not want to see uh, um, Chris Thompson leave. I did not want to see that happen. And I say that because Chris Thompson was the lifeblood of the damn offense. That's true. He was the lifeblood of it, in a sense. He was the lifeblood. So when you take the lifeblood out of the out of the offense, because that was your third down back, you know you can guarantee that man was going to get you a couple first downs or two. He was our Chris Cooley in his time frame, of in his stint of being here in Washington. He was the Chris Cooley of our stint. And he was the Mike Sellers of the run game if you needed him to be that. Right. But let, let, so, let's, let's jump yeah. back in. So back, okay. back to AD. Now, sorry right. for us going off, but we talked about the receiving core. It all correlates with what we're talking <laughs> about, but yeah. It does. But I believe... Once AB does get a chance to come back, I believe we should go ahead and get him, whenever that is. 
because we're going to need some type of receiver to help take off the pressure. Yeah, and we need somebody that's going to take the double team downfield. The 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 Philadelphia Eagles. You know, we all know we love them. They have a receiving court that's top notch. The Dallas Cowboys, who we all love and hate, all right? No, have a no, receiving no, no. court that's Ain't top no notch. Over here. <laughs> I said some people love and I, hate. Some people love. I hate those Shrek looking bastards. I, we all do, but for the sake of time, everybody, um. We're going to have to save our, our next two topics for our next part of our show because we wanted to get into the NBA season. We wanted to talk about LeBron James, though, but we've got to save that part for the next time Which will be, we get into our conversation. So we do you want to do that, what, Friday? Like, you tell me. Let's do it Friday and Saturday. We don't All right, care. that's cool. We'll do it. Let's get this show We'll do a part two either Friday or Saturday. That's cool. Because I ain't going cool. to be able to do it too. tomorrow. You know, nah, I ain't gonna be able to do it tomorrow either. <laughs> but anyways, but like I said, A B should if A B lands with us, that'd be a miracle. If A B goes anywhere else, that'd be a miracle too. Because any team that I believe will pick up A B is gonna be a gold it's gonna be a gold mine team for a cent. Because A B still has speed. But we don't know if he's in football shape, though. That's the question. Well, from working out with Dwayne Haskins, he looked like he's in shape. He still looks fast. But the question is, can A.B. still ha- – he only been out for a half a season. I mean, well, no, no. He no. wasn't out a full year. He's only been out not a full year yet. So, even though that takes off some of your time in the NFL, though, but we'll, we shall – clearly see what he's capable of coming in if he comes back or if he doesn't. We should clearly be able to see either next year or this year. Well, it's not going to be this year. It's definitely going to be next year. Definitely going to be next year. We'll have to tune in and see. Yes, we will. So, um, to everybody that's out there that listens to this show tonight, I mean, to listen to this show, like I said, everybody, we're going to have some new Live um, commercial breaks on the show. Um, we got a lot of more things coming up, coming towards the show. Uh, we have, we are waiting on the NFL season to kick off. And we are going to wonder about on the next show that we do. Once more information comes out about the NBA season, we're going to talk about on the next show starting out. Kyrie versus LeBron once again, but this time in a different light, though. This time in a different light. Yeah. So thank y'all for coming. Thank y'all, everybody, for listening to the show again. We thank y'all for all of the viewership that we had, all of the total plays that we've been getting, everything. We have officially reached 1K as of, I think it was Thursday, we think. I think it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, think it was Thursday. I think it was Thursday or Wednesday, one or two days. We reached 1K, Yep, everybody. So we officially reached 1K, 1,000 plays. We are now officially at 1,000. And I'll give an exact total for everybody to listen, that wants to hear it. We are officially at 1,000 and I believe 45 plays 
total. Yes, 1,045 plays total for this podcast. Man, we are coming up. And please support, support, support this show for 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99. Yes, please. Please support the please, show. Please, please, please support us. Support, support, support. DJ Curry, you got anything else for him? Um, other than that, we are now officially in phase two. Hope everybody still stays safe out there. Keep social distancing so we all can move to phase three. Amen to that. Amen to that, brother. And we're going to take him out with a couple grill songs. Well, uh, everybody, thank y'all for listening to the Riddle Sports Show tonight. I've been your host, D, uh, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. This has been DJ Curry. Yo, yo, yo. Live in yeah. the den. And guess what, y'all? We out. We out.